Do this. There we go. All right, Mike. We're recording now. Okay. So, cue music. I know you like when I don't, you don't like when I tell you. Don't tell you. Well, we're right back to where we started from here in Cutting Weight Cabin. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Stahl. Shane McNone and Jim Ayers are also gathered here. We've got a great guest here tonight, uh, who I originally thought was uh, Jim Cantori. So I had a bunch of meteorological questions and and uh, topics. So now um, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. We're gonna have to switch. Jim Cantori from Weather Channel. Don't know. Nothing oh my god! Him. I think he used to play for the Dolphins. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, he's he's been on the Weather Channel for a long time. I guess you guys don't watch the get stoned and watch Weather Channel like I do. <laughs> I haven't. It's been a bit. Um, yeah. Next anyway. time, I'll have to think about that. It's great. It's great imagery. You can really cloud watch as the storms are coming through. You're like, oh, what? <laughs> what just happened to Indiana? <laughs> They're fucked. It's gone. <laughs> It's oh wait, no, God, there it is. Man. There it is. It was just under cloud cover. There it is. But then our our uh, guest Eric Cantini um, also sent me on a weird Google search about the Great Santini. Has anyone seen that movie? No. Robert Duvall. Uh, it was back- a, it was a book. It was a book originally, a book. and then they they did a they they did a movie. And anyway, it's a it's, looks pretty good. Anyway, okay. uh, you got anything else we don't know about? You want to talk about? Yeah, anything else completely unrelated to Eric? That uh, no. Let me cue the, the introduction. <laughs> Thank let you. me cue the outro here. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for coming, Eric. Uh, you're none of the people I thought you would be. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know if that's good or bad. I guess we'll I, find out. You know, we'll find out. When I'm not sure, I assume it's a compliment. I thought the Jim Cantor thing would really land. Hopefully, it does with our listeners. It fell kind of flat <laughs> here in the cabin. That's pretty niche. Pretty niche. Uh, Do you guys overlap with the Weather Channel quite a bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like we do. A lot of our, lot of our listeners are big time like storm chasers. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to Eric here in just a little bit. Uh, we're drinking a uh, St. Patrick's Day themed beverage from the great folks at uh, Fathead's Brewery. Uh, Jim picked this one out in honor of St. Patrick's Day, which is right around the corner. And hopefully, this episode will be out after we uh, after we clean it up and uh, and edit it. But who's, who's we? I mean Shane. Okay. Mainly. And if what he calls editing is what he's actually doing. <laughs> it Shane lo- uploads it directly into Podbean. When we first started, I literally went through every episode and I cut out all the ums and the ahs and long pauses and spent like two hours in every episode. And now I just like cut out the break in the middle and uh, make sure the end, beginning and end are clean and take about five minutes. Oh, good. Well, and nobody's noticed our numbers are right about where they're always at. <laughs> you know, but we're consistent. You know, it's just solid, solid every week, week in, week out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or every, every couple of weeks, sometimes six months breaks. Yeah. Well, after rehab, I mean, we had to get our acts together, I think. But I, yeah, we're really committed now. This is our third show, and I think six weeks i mean we're we're back at it it feels really good really strong right back where we started from as uh as the singer just said uh, who, who, who is the artist on that i don't know i got it from the uh just given the like theme of like our something our about mary th- soundtrack um it was written by pierre tubbs <laughs> i think it was porn it was performed by some young lady um who is not him but uh I don't know. I get to that. 
Maxine Nightingale is the name of the artist who's saying that. The beer, Shane, is St. Fatty's Irish Style Red Ale. Um, Again, it's from Fatheads, obviously a local brewery where we've highlighted several of their beers before. Um, Many are my favorites. This one... We have not been compensated for that, by the way. No. We should... I, you know what? I've left a lot of messages. I just am assuming they they just got lost in the mail. They're they're trying to get back to me. But this is kind of a little bit different from our normal route down the IPA train, which we had been on for a long time. But this is a red Irish ale. Um, it's pretty good. It's not super high alcohol, which is good, I guess, for St. Patrick's Day. So you could really start drinking at 7 a.m. and Cakes and eggs. Keep that going through. It's only 4.8%. Um, it's a good beer. I mean... Like I said, my taste buds have been so like blown away by the super hoppy alcohol that I typically throw down my throat. So uh, this is just like a, a nice little late winter, early spring refresher. I think. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think it's it's uh, it's a. I don't see it through the can here, but it's a coppery kind of red ale. It seems like and uh, pretty apropos for a for an Irish ale, I would think. But it's tasty, a little tart. I like it. Yeah, I like a red ale. I haven't had one in a while. Remember, remember a Killian's red ale back in the day. Remember when we used to think that was straight from Ireland, <laughs> like that? That you didn't get any. It was straight Killian's. from St. Louis. It that, was like Budweiser, I think, owned it. That was like craft beer back in the day. You it was. We didn't know any better. You had, you had you had Red Dog or you had Killian's Irish Red. Those were like <laughs> if you're gonna go in like a deep dive craft beer trip that's what you're drinking red dog and irish ale remind me of the you guys seen the news story about the leprechaun no oh well you've got, you've got to see this too oh you guys if, if it wasn't on the weather channel i probably missed it right? <laughs> anyway it, it's this the, this news crew follows we'll get to our guest here in a moment the, <laughs> the uh <laughs> this news crew um finds themselves in um uh uh Let's just say a low-income part of the city. Yeah, and um, the uh, the entire street or block, city block, believes that there is a leprechaun <laughs> that's in the tree. And uh, <laughs> the the news thought this was so interesting that they went down there with a full news crew to report on it. <laughs> and like, it just uh, there there were people that had seen the leprechaun that did sketches of it, and those are hilarious. <laughs> and then uh, everybody's like, <laughs> the one quote that comes to mind is like, everybody here see say the leprechaun say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, everybody, and everybody goes, yeah! <laughs> and I'm sure that the news, uh, the guy that went down there to report, I was like, I am going to get fired. <laughs> did, did they ever get eyes on the leprechaun? No, I mean, they're staring at, like the, fam- the camera crew guy, like, Zooms in on the tree. There's clearly nothing there, and the uh, there's a man who has there's a man who has like a a piece of corrugated steel pipe that he drilled a hole in, and is like, "This is my magic flute, and this is how I summon the leprechaun." <laughs> I mean, this is this is real. This is this this happened. So uh, I'll check that out. I, I yeah, drug test some of those folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, that that news crew that thought that was important enough to go down there really got an, like an earful. What that city day. was this in? I don't. I don't know. Just don't know. Any city USA? I think it was Dublin. <laughs> uh, Everybody see the leprechaun say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this 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 beer might make you see the leprechaun. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's get to our uh, our guest here, who's come to Cutting Weight Cabin all the way down here from beautiful Kirtland, Ohio. Originally hailing from the 
down by the lake Euclid, Ohio. Is that that's correct? Right. That's right. That's yeah. two of us. We got an interesting bio. It was a five bullet points. Um, and a, and, and a, it was just a top a, five. A little, bit, yeah, a little bit about our guest, Jim. If it's you, a little more if specific got that. than just five random bullet points. <laughs> I don't know it One all. of which I don't want to know that much about. <laughs> One of, yeah. Well, I, I would take this some, little, some advice. That's a little media trick when you run out of, when you can't think of five. Well, you, I, you almost want to start one. like right at number five and just work work your way to the top. Yeah, I think this. that's probably a, a good good script for the show. Number coming in at numero cinco. Well, we were talking a little bit before when we first got here, and um, so Eric, obviously, you like you grew up playing hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. Your kids play I hockey. Remember what number five was? <laughs> <laughs> that's number five. Okay. I don't know if these were in any order or not. They are. They okay. are very specifically top five. Yeah. So yeah. So you grew up in Euclid playing hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, you, kids of yours play hockey now. You're still involved with that, um, and you also still play in a men's hockey league. That's right. Which is what I think Sundays uh, Sundays in Menor, right? Yeah, Sunday nights usually starting around you know somewhere around six six o'clock seven o'clock. How um, like how would you compare that to say the NHL? Like where how far are you <laughs> from like a typical? Just say like a reserve NHL player. I mean, if we I will tell you that if there's any sport I could ever be good at, I wish it would have been hockey. <laughs> Like, if I could pick my sport, it definitely... I mean, hockey's so much fun, and I just can't even imagine what it would be like to, like, be really, really good at it. I, I bet you're closer to an NHL player than I am a PGA Tour player, if I had to guess. <laughs> I've never seen Eric play hockey, but I, I would probably say that's an accurate statement. Shane. I mean, I'm closer to an NHL player than Jim is. Right? <laughs> For sure, sure. Than, than any of us are. I yeah. happen to think, though, that, like, hockey players have to be some of the best athletes in professional sports for what they do the volume of games they play the length of the season um and you know you can talk all you want about well they're only like animals the equator and um and just mean tough uh fast um just gosh i mean it just has to be one of the coolest sports and it's my favorite sport to watch live oh my gosh yeah. got- people don't understand because the television television experience has always been bad, right? Like right. when we were kids, you couldn't even see the puck on the screen, and then they did like that blue line thing for a right. while, where the yeah. the blue line like a, like an asteroid or something <laughs> yeah. like that. There was a puck yeah. as a meteor going across the ice, so that's always kind of ruined it for people. But if you go live, wow, yeah, like, you understand how cool it is, how fast it is. Did you get to go out to, or did you try to get to the uh, Monsters uh, Penguins game outdoors here? No, 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 no. I heard it I mean, was bad with the wet. It was it's, the it's hard to play outside. Ice conditions. It's always hard to play outside. I mean, it's yeah. got to be perfect. You got to be in like Toronto. You got to have, you know, <laughs> yeah. really cold weather and no right. snow, no rain, no sun. Yeah. You know, even the hard. teams down south, like the Florida Panthers and Carolina um, Hurricanes and stuff, like they they have problems with their ice because it's hot outside. They're trying to keep the building cool. They're turning it over for a lot of different events, and like the the players complain pretty consistently about like nashville and carolina and florida and stuff like that yeah i don't know if your listeners care about these specifics but like playing on warm ice is like running on the beach it's really 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 hard so that just tells you like the nhl guys are going that much faster if you saw them on a normal rink yeah they'd be you know 50 percent faster than they are on on any ice that you see them on 
So what's your um, when you play? What do you, are you uh, def- defenseman with a scoring touch? I'm a defenseman. Touch, I'm a defenseman you, uh, yeah. Okay. I do not have Stay a scoring at home touch. defender. I am a I am a conservative defenseman. Yeah, I don't I don't um, I just scoring I don't score a lot of goals. Yeah, uh, it's not no. my thing. Um, Quarterback and power play defense. <laughs> this is an interesting part of playing in men's league that there's like an evolution where you know ten years ago when I started in 35 and over I was the number one defenseman on my team. And now it's 13 years later, and I'm the number four defenseman on my team. <laughs> and after this, you have to go play wing. So, like, when people can just skate around you, it's like, you gotta, like, put the horse out to pasture, you know what I mean? Like, you can't play D anymore, and we, like, have to talk to him, or we make up a reason. Like, oh, we don't have enough wings today, we just need to move up. You know, everybody knows the truth. <laughs> you lost a step, you, your game's over. So, I'm, like, teetering. I'm right on the edge of... So getting demoted. The league you play in is thirty five and over. Is there another one that would be like fifty and over? There is. There is. Yeah, yeah. We have we have eight teams for thirty five and over, and then we have four teams for fifty and over. Gordy Howe's in that league. Well, there's a bunch of dudes in their late sixties playing. I'm sure there's probably a seven year old in the league that. Yeah. Do you see? I mean, are guys going down with injuries like just from old age? No. No. You really don't get hurt in hockey unless somebody hits you. But you, is there not really? It doesn't, it is doesn't it a gentleman's you? league? Do you board people? Are there fights? Are you guys? Or are you like, <laughs> Dave? Come on, man! Not today. Well, like, not today. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> look, dude, I'm not, I'm not getting hurt. There's, I do not want to be hurt tomorrow, right? Like, that's the number one goal. Right. Get out of here without an injury. Um, but yeah, I mean, dudes will scrap a little bit, but you know, it's like once or twice a year. Yeah, we play a lot of games that are just clean, and everybody's just having fun. And nice. What's like the do you have any like just a crazy story that you've seen from a men's hockey league where something went awry and then like shit just hit the fan? I mean, I I used to play in this pickup at uh, Shaker Heights at lunchtime, you know, like 11 a.m. on a Thursday or whatever, and I saw dude, two dudes fight there. That was <laughs> fucking crazy. Like you go to you go to there for lunch, and you come back to work, and you just got like a black eye and like, missing a tooth. I got like you know I got like a half a half my coffee still in the car. You know, I'm gonna finish it after the skate, and these guys are rolling around the ice punching each other yeah that was crazy and then i still know those guys like i still see them around and i'm like are they friends now or not really no i kind of was never got back they're both the kind of people who probably don't have that many friends (laughs) (laughs) real goons goons from from way back yeah oh gosh yeah and uh so do you guys have your own um uh, yeah, are these teams that stay together, you know, you're the you're the mentor marauders or something and you just keep recycling jerseys or are you uh... um, so our league it's very elaborate in terms of how we put our teams together. We try to do everything we can to like promote parity. Um, so we start each season by pulling we rank the goalies, then we pull goalie names out of the hat and so whoever gets the worst goalie gets the first pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that how we sense. run our does, draft. Does, like, throughout the league, does everyone know like who the worst goalie is? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about it. We don't tell him. <laughs> it's, now, for it's example, Stan. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So I got the worst goalie this year. I got the first pick in the draft. We're going to the finals. And my goalie, in terms of n- numbers, was the best goalie in the league. So you just don't – you never know. I mean, you never know. You probably had a decent defense then. The best. Because you're yeah, on that's what I drafted. The best, yeah, right? yeah, I got go, the worst right? goalie, so I drafted the best defenseman. Makes yeah. sense. I just imagine there's guys in that league. You know, they're they're four checking. They're they're on sides, and the puck goes off sides, and they're like, "Fuck!" Oh, <laughs> constantly. <laughs> constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're busting your ass and like the guy you're skating with doesn't pass to you, you're like, "Okay, I'm not doing that again." You know what I mean? You're on your own, buddy. Good luck. I just the, the, in the NHL, it 
if they're taking plays off, you just don't see it. I mean, every one of those guys is giving it everything just to get a, a puck out of the corner. Or yeah, um, and and that's got to be like, um, you know, I know they're we're all wrestlers. Then there are times where the average spectator would just say, "What what are they doing? Why doesn't he just stand up? Or why doesn't he do whatever?" <laughs> and that you know, the puck's against the wall, and there's four guys all there just scrumming. That's got to how bad are your thighs burning during that whole process? Your calves and everything. You're, I mean, every muscle in your body is flexing. You're trying to get that pug out, that yeah. puck out. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's got to be a nightmare. Yeah. So you know, you said it earlier. Like the sh- the shifts are short. The thing that people don't understand when you haven't played hockey is that everything's a sprint. Yeah. You're on the ice for 40 seconds. The idea is to go as fast as you possibly can for 40 seconds because that's what the other nine guys are doing, right? And yeah. if you don't, you just can't even keep up, you know. But like, I can go to a corner with somebody, and if this dude's good. I can burn myself out in like eight seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If I'm like trying to like back and forth and back and forth. And he's like doing all these moves and shit. And like, if there's a whistle changing, that's it. That was enough. I'm good. Yep. Yeah. D let's go. We need one. So um, I, mean, I guess I never realized that the shifts were that like oh, short yeah. durations. I thought yeah. like they'd play for like 10 minutes and then come out. I guess no. I just never realized. So like no, they're no, no, switching no. off. So they've done studies on the NHL specifically where they show you that everything good happens in the first 40 seconds and everything bad happens after 40 seconds. So the longer you stay on the ice, you're just asking for trouble. And that's like when you like a a power play, if you can keep that defense on the ice without without letting them ice the puck or or something like that, because they're trying to ice it. So they get a break. But they can't shift change in a power play. So it's six on, um, well, not six on five, five on it's four. five on four. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are just like, oh, shit. And that's why you see them laying their body down to block a puck because that, that's all they got left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's why you can't change if you ice when you're, when you're on a kill, you know, and when you're in that situation, you're just trying to pin those guys down and just keep them out there because their legs are dead. So, so in um, high school, college, everybody has to wear the mask. Um, oh yeah! Are yeah. you guys wearing masks? Or are you guys in visors? <laughs> or and why? Uh, that is it, such an interesting. Is question. it just simply don't co- even cool know. factor? Like I don't know. I don't know. So I'm a view. defenseman. I'm a defenseman. My mask has dents in it that look like they were done with like power tools, right? <laughs> like this is just some dude whacking his stick against my mask, and I'll look up and he'll have like a half shield or no mask at all, and I'm right. like, wow. Aren't we lucky that the roles aren't reversed, right? You know, if I do that to you, game's over and you're going to the hospital, right? Thank goodness I'm wearing a mask when you hack me across the face, you know? So that shit happens all the time. I, unfortunately, got tangled in front of the net this year. Stick got a third guy in the face. Oh, yeah. He had, like, some stitches in his mouth. Maybe, like, he had to get his tooth fixed or something like that. And now he's wearing a full shield. His wife put the... Drop the hammer on that one. She said, "No more." Oh, I can believe it. Like, and then they think they're better. They think they're better. That's the real yeah. answer. Oh. They think it makes them better oh. to not have that mask and to Sid, look through. Sid Crosby finished a season with no like teeth in his top row, <laughs> like like nothing. Like well, there, there he just like, took a puck right in the mouth, and boom. it just seems like a bad idea. Like if you could prevent it. Like, is it that much of a pain in the ass to have a sh- shield on? You don't even see it. <laughs> you don't see it. Well, think about the the last guy in the NHL, right? When they changed the rules, they had to wear helmets. And there was like the last guy, like in 1995, was still had no helmet on. <laughs> well, think about look at the look at the goalie mask now. 
And look at what they used to wear, like oh, the old Jason. Jason's yeah, yeah. Like Friday 13th, it was just yeah, basically too. plastic pressed on your face. Yeah. Well, un- unbelievable what those guys would do. Uh, it's just insane. But what a, I just absolutely love the sport. I could talk to you about it all day. Well, the, um, the one you- thing I had talked to, I brought up with you, Mike, earlier, and we knew Eric was coming on and he's got a hockey background. Yeah. Now, you said you've developed like basically a foolproof <laughs> hockey gambling method. <laughs> so I thought like it, you might want to run it through to Eric and just see. Because he has a lot of hockey experience. If how you, I'm curious to see what you think of it. Mike's foolproof hockey yeah, gambling. I don't. I'm also a prolific gambler. <laughs> good. So, good. Oh, thank God you're I here. I have won many bet. Yeah, good. <laughs> many well, a bet. Well, so, many one bet. So if you're if you're not if you're new to hockey handicapping, here's here's the basic deal. Every game you can bet the money line. Uh, you know who's going to win. You can and there's a ton of props too, but basically your your standard bet is you can bet the money line or you can bet the puck line, and the puck line is always one one and a half plus or minus. It's never it's never two. But it's again, never three. what is the puck line? The Just puck how line many, is the spread. Many, it's the okay. spread. So um, so you, if the the Habs are playing the Jets, then then it's well it's probably it's probably Canadians plus one and a half right now, and the Jets are minus one and a half. No matter what the records are, it's it's that. Because the scores are always relatively low scoring, it's you know baseball scores, and um, and then you can also bet um, the over or under, and that is typically six and a half over under. Um, like Edmonton is playing uh, the Sabers tonight. Edmonton scores a ton of goals. They also give up a ton of goals. So that like I think their last few games have been like eleven to nine or something like that. It's insane. They have Connor McDavid, which is an absolute scoring animal. Um, so I think just in a couple of different ways, like if you think the game's going to go, there's just a lot of correlating bets that I think you, think you can reason. score a lot, you go the over. If they're not going to score a lot, you go the under. Well, like Whoa. if, you, if you've wow. got a big... Think about can you that. say that again? <laughs> what, what was that? What? <laughs> I'll say it real slow. Thank you. No, but it, but the correlating bet in, in the parlay is you could, if you think there's going to be a lot of goals, but there's a heavy favorite, then I like the over and the favorite minus one and a half, you know? Uh, that and I I've hit a lot of bets like that. I also think it's most of these handicaps are pretty even money uh, if you're looking at uh, over and under. I mean, because and it's just like basketball or anything else. They're pretty good at at guessing it. And like there's a game tonight, Calgary and um, Dallas are playing. Not pretty good defensive teams. Not great scoring teams. I think it's going to be a close game. So I hold I, on. I take I take the underdog. I take the Flames. They're on a five game losing skid. But I take the Flames on the road, plus one and a half, and the under. You know, I think that's a safe bet because there's not going to be a lot of goals. Right. It's going to be three to two, something like that. Anyway. Is this as foolproof as you maybe would have expected, <laughs> Eric, from Mike's Mike's methods? I just think it's, it was intricate. And to me, it's to me, it's it's easier to bet than um, Cavs Celtics six and a half. Because I honestly, like I said about hockey, I don't think those guys are shaving anything. They're giving everything they got. If there's any point shaving going on, I think it's in mm. the NBA, um, without a doubt. And um, and I don't trust any college team ever. Um, because the, those guys are so fickle, like to go, you know. I, I've found I just that hate I'm the like, lines. They're I've really good at the lines too. They're well, really good at handicapping. Like personally, though, I've found that I'm equally good at losing money throughout any sport, <laughs> really. And that's that's the most consistent part of my gambling resilience. 
just resilience. Like I know I could bet on college basketball. I can bet on golf. I can bet on English Premier League soccer. I can lose all three easily. <laughs> easily. See, I can actually well, put them all t- on a parlay. If you just tell <laughs> us. Actually, that's a good idea. <laughs> if you just tell us your picks, we'll bet the opposite. And that's what I was thinking money. yesterday. Like, you should just give us all your picks and bet the opposites. And then it'd still end up being 50s, 50-50. You know? We'd hedge it. But I hit a, I hit, I showed you I hit a five-leg parlay on just, you know, I bet a money line here, a spread there, and, a, and an over and an under. And I, I hit it. I think it's kind of funny now. So, game's been legal in Ohio for you know two plus months, and like take a break. I've lost three in a row. <laughs> I took some bad beats, man. <laughs> this guy I work with, I go to the office, I I go ask him, and he goes, he goes, yeah, I got to take a break. <laughs> and then today, I like keep a spreadsheet with all my bets, and I've lost like twelve in a row, and I'm like. I'm not going to bet the Cavs game today. <laughs> it's well, on right now. Yeah, if you've lost doing? 12 in a row, though, like you're due. You're due to I win know. now. That's, I mean, that's the only thing. That's what I'm thinking. The Cavs are down by 12 right now, by the way. They were minus uh, six and a half eesh. or something. Are they at home? Yeah. yeah. Hey. I didn't understand that they were giving like eight to the Celtics. Did the Celtics like have some of their starters out? I don't. Th- I think they all. I think they all ended up starting, but they played a double overtime uh, game. It was like last a back to back. Yeah, back to back. Well, they were they were in they were Boston, I think, last night, but. It was. They um, lost the Knicks last night. Yeah, double. I watched the end of it. Double over T. Also, there's a lot of. Uh, I think there's a lot of predictability in terms of like the NHL schedule, where a lot of teams are back to. You know, anytime you're playing a back to back night, you expect maybe a little bit of fall off the next night, especially if they're on like a long road trip and like the Leafs. We're on a, a four-game road trip, and they played the Canucks the other night, and they they lost four-one to one of the worst teams in the league. Although Tockett seems to have those guys. Um, is it talking? No, I don't know. But th- those guys are scrappy. So I, I just like hockey, just because any given any given Sunday type situation. Where I feel they- like I'm still learning. You know what I mean? It's only been two and a half months of like really messing around with these yeah. parlays and DraftKings and stuff like that. I feel I feel like I learned something new each night. I learned new things against the Pistons the other night. What, I'm you, not gonna. You, you hit a parlay there that just. I had a parlay. It was on track everything was going really well everybody was ahead of pace for my parlay and then mitchell like stubs his own finger on his own hand and of course he's not going to play the rest of the game it's detroit we're winning by 20 so i'm never going to go for a big performance in a game where it's going to be a blowout right he's going to have a big performance in a big game when they play milwaukee he's going to have 40 that kind of thing so that's one thing i've learned another thing i've learned is no more mixing players i'm not waiting for one guy to get 30 points and another guy to get seven assists. Forget that. I'm going with one guy. And I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to say, look, Mobley's going to have a huge night tonight. So I'll, I'll parlay his different stats, one or yeah. two or three of those, right? Just stick with one guy. Yeah. yeah. There was, I think early on, I did a couple like Garland, Mitchell, you know, Gar- or Mitchell had to score over, over 30, Garland had to go over 20. But then you think about like, at the end of the day, if, if someone's going off, like there's not enough points to go around for everybody. Right. Um, but then I see that, like, you know, you get some of those, like, five-leg parlays, and then you see that plus, like, 15,000. I'm like, I just got to put a, a something on this, right? I mean, it well, would be it would be dumb not to at least bet a couple bucks. Well, I took, yeah, I took a, I wouldn't call it a bad beat, but before golf even started on Wednesday, I put $5 on Jordan Spieth to win, and he was plus 2,800. And I would have won 180 bucks, and... Um, and he was leading halfway through Sunday, and then missed like four putts. And you know, I was like mm. golf's hard to bet. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna pick the winner, but I um, actually did did well because I took Rory top five, top ten, and I took Spieth top five. Um, so 
that that hit. But. MGM, I think, has some bets before the round. You can bet like how many birdies. They only have a few guys that'll be like, well, you know, four plus birdies. Mm. Will they make an eagle? But they only. I checked a couple of days this week, and they only had like two or three guys to pick from for those. But I hit. I won one. Lost it's kind of cool on DraftKings though. Like you can do like head to head matchups in like the if you're paired. Say like Rory was paired with Jordan in round three. Like you could just do head to head like those who you think would win that pairing. Yeah. You know stuff like that. Um, again, like the. There's so many different bets out there for any sport. Like you, probably the more you really studied the shit, and you know, yeah. started doing some analytical work on it, mm-hmm. you could probably determine percentage-wise good bets. But never, never really been I'm an analytical so guy, and my my betting's starting to show it. I don't think that's how my success in betting is going to come to fruition. <laughs> I think I'm going to need a different approach. Something I just get that requires a, a lot less time and a lot less information. Just maybe like put bets on a dartboard and throw throw a dart, and then that. I my, feel like sometimes that's my my betting motto is you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right, what's and, and look at you now, and look at look, <laughs> look, look, at look where now. it's got you. Look at me now. I feel like I'm about best. to sell one of my cars. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's getting totally right now. Yeah, we can get by with one car, sell, right, Melissa? <laughs> Where's your car? I mean, shit, we can walk to most places around Bad here. Beat, baby. Where's your car? I don't know, but Edmonton's about to start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, yeah, we should probably get oh. back to number four here. Yeah. Oh. Well, Eric did mention it. He's, um, I mean, he's, and I know, like, I've known Eric for a couple years now. Our kids, we each have a son in the same grade, and that's kind of how I got to know him. Um, but ever since day one, when I met you, Eric, like, you've been involved with coaching. Like, I think the first experience probably, like, I might have been helping you out with the youth football and coaching that way. And But you've coached youth football, you've coached hockey, you've coached softball, now you're coaching baseball, now you're also doing lacrosse. Like, you're basically like the Bo Jackson of, like, yeah. youth sporting coaches. Like, how? You're not the first person to call me that. <laughs> I mean, what back to coaching youth sports and is it I mean, probably you want to be around your, your own kids? I'm sure to spend time that's great, but like it takes up a ton of time. Yeah. How do you find the time? What what motivates you to do it? Why do you do it? Um, I'm fortunate to have a job where I've, I have a lot of flexibility. So that's just nice and I can kind of like have the time to coach. Um, the real reason I'm coaching as much as I am is because I don't say no when people ask me to help. I, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, it's there the it truth. is. It's the You'll truth. never get say, it more serious. I should, I should say no more often than I do, but it's okay. But it's I guess okay. like here's, would, here's would a good one from lacrosse today. So as we were headed into lacrosse practice today, my my one of my sons couldn't go. He's like, "Hey, do you want to take my stick into practice?" And then he looked at me. He goes, "Or do you not want them to know?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're gonna keep this a secret. <laughs> They're never gonna see me with a lacrosse stick in my hand because you know that's like the whole drop in the curtain. We don't need that. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah, They're gonna canteen. be like, "Wait a second. Yeah, we were listening to you. Now, do you think you would still like?" You're you have like a couple of your kids are in college, yeah, and then you still have a couple that are in the middle school, high school. Do you think once they're you know into college, you would still continue trying to help coach youth athletics and stuff? Yeah, or? you know, yeah, I see dudes doing that, and I think like I could I could end up on that kind of path. I would probably do either like real little kid hockey, like oh, yeah. eight ten year old. That's fun, right? You know, and. The benefit of not being a parent at that age is really good for the kids. So yeah. it's hard to find like non-coach parents who will do that kind of thing. But the kids really benefit from that not being their dad yeah. on the ice with them, you know. So I would do that. Or, but I really love coaching softball. 
Yeah. So I could see myself kind of at any level. I could go do softball. I like coaching girls better than coaching boys. Yeah, I mean, what's I've coached boys in different sports. Never had any experience coaching girls. I do have two girls, but my middle girl, like I don't, she shows no interest in sports at all. So I don't think that'll ever be an option. My little five year old, who knows? But what's the big difference that you really see? Really interested in Christmas. <laughs> Who, Jane? <laughs> Janie. <laughs> Yesterday she was wearing oh, yeah. a, a ho 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 sweater. <laughs> she ha- she hasn't like given up the fact that it's we still got a while till we get back to it. <laughs> but she's right still she's shoulder. holding on. She's holding on for dear life. But like what would you say the difference is from coaching, you know, like adolescent boys to adolescent girls and challenges, um, either way or yeah. why why do you prefer girls more? Um, so here's a phrase that a that a really great coach taught me or shared with me a long time ago. He said um, boys only have fun when they play well and girls only play well when they're having fun. And so you, you, when I think the most effective way to coach young female athletes is to create an environment that they really enjoy, right? Like we always have music playing. They always get to choose music. <clears throat> um, you know, you just try to make it fun. Right. And like, you know, I've been on some, you know, I've been in the dugout with another coach <laughs> and like, you know, some girls going into the outfield, and I'm like, yeah. So I, I yelled at her because she showed up late for warmups, and they're like, that's great. So she's going to drop a fly ball, <laughs> and then later in the game, you know, she drops a fly ball, and everybody looks at me, and I'm like, yeah, that's totally me. Like, I have no idea why I did that. What do I care if you're on time for warmups? You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing? Right. But that's the kind of thing that happens there. I think my favorite head coach of any female team has got to be Tom Hanks in a league of their own. <laughs> oh, he's the best. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, that's the absolute best. What a great movie. Jimmy Dugan? Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, if I paid you a little bit more money, could you be more disgusting? Well, I could certainly use the money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Jimmy, you hurt your knee. You You should still be playing baseball. Well, I hurt my knee. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, jumping out of a building. Well, it was on fire. Fire you started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I was actually at the, um, they had the um, regional wrestling tournament for the girls yesterday at Menor. So I was working it and I was talking to, to Mark Haywald, who's been on the podcast before. The coach John Carroll was there doing recruiting and we were talking about the difference between like the the boys and the girls wrestling. And he was just saying like, yeah, I talk to these girls. They're excited. They they want to like you know they want to be coached. They want to learn new stuff. They're excited when you show them a new move and they'll go do it. And he's like, when you talk to some of the guys, you show them a new move, show them something or a different way to do something. They're just looking at you like, yeah, 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 that's not gonna work. Yep. Like the girls are oh, like, that's oh, yeah, they just believe it and they're like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. That's I also saw like ninety percent of the matches had just headlocks. So it's yeah, gonna take a little while to get the girls wrestling going. Well, yeah, going guys are just assholes yeah. in general. I mean, like let's. Somebody told me last year at the girl the girls state tournament it wasn't as big but it was down in Columbus some high school and they're all warming up for the state tournament and the Cupid shuffle comes on the ent- all the girls on the warm up match just stop <laughs> and did the Cupid shuffle <laughs> like every girl like, like warming a, up like the state match a wedding reception <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's not gonna happen at a wrestling tournament to <laughs> but they probably have so much more fun and like you know have so much so much of a better experience like Shane was talking today about um you know maybe we were going to talk a little bit about the state wrestling tournament just kind of our experiences with it because the state wrestling tournament is this weekend and I texted him back and like so this 
podcast would be about like sadness and heartbreak. Is that what you're referring? <laughs> hey, at the, least you have something to talk about the state <laughs> wrestling tournament. But but like you know, for the guys, I think they put so much weight on it. And like, I'm just wondering, like the girls, you know, the wrestling, like they're breaking out into like dances with 400 <laughs> girls and during warmups before the biggest tournament of their high school career potentially. But they're probably able to maybe better kind of you know compartmentalize like the importance of what we're doing here which in the grand scheme of things is not all that important you know so that that would be interesting i don't know if it necessarily points to them being like less competitive or you know i know obviously they care but it's not like they care less than the guys do it's just a different kind of behavior right like you know guys are over there you know in any sport kind of like punching each other in the head and head butting and you know, banging on the wall and stuff. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> just like getting yourself angry and, you know, hyped up against this wall. But you see that kind of shit all the time. It's just yeah. kind of a different attitude. But I yeah. don't think it means that they, you no. know, having seen my daughter, you know, grow up as an athlete and like get really competitive when she got to high school and she's, re- she's in college now and she's really competitive now. Like, you know. Yeah, I guess I didn't mean like that they put less um, importance on the outcome and their their desire to perform well but just maybe they're smarter in the sense that like i'm gonna do the best i can i'm gonna have a lot of fun and i want to win a lot but like at the end of the day like it's you know it's not as big it's just like the perspective they just probably have better perspective i mean they're they're more mature i'm sure than oh god i mean i still probably have like the brain of a 13 year old in general (laughs) like in a lot of things i think and like so they, we never probably mature much past, you know, fourteen or fifteen, yeah. whatever. So it just probably is a better, more healthy way yeah. to approach a sport, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think eight, eighteen, twenty-eight, thirty-eight. I, I haven't matured at all, and it shows every day when I'm sitting with the kids and. Um, Melissa will come home and all the boys are sitting on the couch. The house is a mess. We're watching videos on YouTube, just <laughs> one after the other. And then she comes home and is like, Mike, the garbage isn't taken out. You didn't do anything. <laughs> he said, you know, I start with the excuses like, oh, Melissa, give us a break. We're just, well, let me, let's finish this. We'll get it done. And Owen's like, yeah, mom, we're doing this, that, the other. And Zane's like, yeah, give us a break. We're doing this. And Lincoln at the time was a toddler, just didn't know many words. And he just looks at mom and goes, motorcycle. <laughs> And, we're, and, we're, and all of us are like, yeah, motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I hate all of you guys. So, uh, <laughs> motorcycle. Yeah, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed mm-hmm. at all. All right, what's our, what's our next on our list? Let's see. Eric also talked about, um, obviously, hailing from Euclid. And he did mention there's a beach there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, with the, from my perspective... Euclid has a lot of different little like beach clubs throughout the little coastal area there. Um, so, were you was that part of your whole like growth, youth experiences? Spending some every single summer day like down at the beach and bonfires and the whole nine yards. Yeah. So the truth is that one of the many many um, cutting weight podcasts I've listened to was the Scott Runyon. Episode, oh boy, <laughs> which was a lot. Of you were Ash that, so he was the one. It was a lot of Ashtabula, <laughs> a lot. And so I thought to myself, I'm like, let's try to balance this out. Let's come back towards the city just yeah. a little bit and talk about kind of like what else was going on there. So yeah, I grew up by Beach Club. I was on this street with like all these little cottages. They were like summer homes for rich people originally, and now we lived in them. Right. And um, we had a beach club at the end of the street, and it was it was the bomb, man. It was the best place to grow up. 
So what's a typical year? Sixteen years old. It's a Saturday night. The beach, you know, the beach is there for the taking. What's a typical beach club Saturday night as a sixteen-year-old down in Euclid? Is, um, it, is it like Karate Kid made it out to be soccer? <laughs> there dirt bikes and <laughs> Johnny Lawrence and the dirt bike gang come down and kind of rough you up a little bit. Um, I don't know that we had enough beach for all of that. You know what I mean? It takes up a good track of land to do. <laughs> it takes a good track of land to do all those things. <laughs> the girls up here aren't quite Heidi Shoe material. Or Elizabeth Shoe. Yeah, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we, we uh, summer, anytime the weather was nice, that was the easiest place to go. You know, we could get beers down there and... The cops kind of leave you alone. Well, so if you were, if you knew what you were doing, like it was my street, so I kind of knew how things worked. My friends would never park on our street, right? They'd park in the park that was like two streets over, so there were no cars, you know, things like that. You never took bottles down to the beach. You always cleaned up your mess, that kind of thing. But the rookies would come down, and the cops would show up, and what they would do, because hop cops hate running on sand. If you didn't know that, <laughs> <laughs> they hate running on sand. So what they do is you could steal something and get on the beach. <laughs> what they can do now? Like, eh. <laughs> like, eh. um, so two guys would come from one direction with their flashlights off, and then two guys would come from the other direction with just flashlights. You know, like like it's a light show, <laughs> right? Like not trying to be discreet at all. So the rookies would get up and run the other way, and then they'd literally run into two Euclid policemen who were like, "Okay, give, us, give us all the beer." Right. They'd go dump it out, or they'd throw it in the trunk. They used to throw it in the trunk of the police car. All the time, <laughs> huh. that shit happened all the time. Yeah. Free beer, they Good didn't have to pay for free beer. beer. Sometimes they'd make you draw, dunk it out, uh, um, empty pour it out yourself. Yeah, yeah. you have to stand there and empty all the beers out yourself. But yeah, we were just you know, me and my friends, we could hang out down there all the time. Nice. But there, like, <clears throat> have a there was kind of like a there was like a from my perspective, at least from what I remember, like. Where most of the beach clubs and stuff, there's like a there's a pretty good drop off, right? Like Fifty feet, probably. So is there just like stairs all the way down, and for yeah. each beach club had their yeah, own kind of set. Yeah. Did yes. you guys ever have any like rival beach clubs that you used to rumble with? Uh, there wasn't a lot of beach club on beach club crime. <laughs> there wasn't. You know, you could go to most of them. There was one in town that was like notorious for you're gonna get in trouble. You couldn't go to Utopia, right? Do you remember any of these, Shane? A little bit. I didn't. I didn't live on the lake front. I was uh, more inland. You were allowed to come down. <laughs> Everybody was invited. Uh, what, what no, was I, I, know, I know where Utopia was. I yeah, yeah, somebody. Utopia, yeah. you couldn't go. What was the deal with Utopia? What was their issue? There, there was just always somebody who would catch. As soon as you went into their beach club, somebody oh. would see you walking down, and they'd call the cops. And now, were the beaches accessible enough where like you could just walk along the beach to the next beach club and next? Yeah, beach club with some Westport? exceptions. Gotcha. Yeah, a handful of exceptions, but yeah, you could get pretty far. You get from my beach down to two hundred four, Arcadia. Arcadia yeah, was I've heard beautiful. of that one. You could have fun and not get in trouble down there. We're, ta- we're talking about these in past tense. Uh, do any of them exist anymore? Oh, yeah. They're all still there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My parents, I grew up on 220th. My parents love living by the lake, so they moved to 200 Street. So they're in Utopia now. They went from Moss Point to Utopia. But, yeah, Utopia yeah. is a kick-ass beach club now as an yes. adult. Oh, oh my yeah. God. They have kick-ass parties. Yeah. Huge ox roast every summer. Bands all summer long. Oh, nice. Like, yeah, it's a party down there for sure. We had one of, like, Volker's 60th birthday was at one of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I don't remember that. which one was. It was there a swimming pool? I think so. That's Utopia. Okay. Utopia's got a huge house. Yeah. With, like, a yeah, big kitchen, like, a big yeah. industrial he had kitchen. A, he had a really big party there for our wrestling or college wrestling coach's 60th, and it was yeah. it was a good time. That was, But that was probably the only time I've really been to a Euclid Beach Club. I used to go to the Beach Club ballroom downtown. Oh, I don't yeah. know if that's the same. Is that considered? That's a little bit different. <laughs> it's more like your high school gymnasium. <laughs> 
It's the, yeah. be- it's the beach land. That's beach the beach land. land. Beach land. No, no. Yeah. The beach and ballroom is like the concert venue. But yeah. the, the beach club was a bar too, right? That was in the flats. Oh, that in was the in the flats. flats. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. The beach yeah, club. Yeah, definitely went there. Mm. Speaking of bars. So, Eric, another thing that you'd mentioned in your um, extensive bio that you sent over <laughs> was... Uh, it was a top five list. Top, I'm sorry, a top five top list. Top five list. And we're working our way down um, to number two, actually up to number two. And we, had, you and I had talked about this in the past, so I was going to probably bring this up regardless of whether you had sent it over or not. But in college, you went to Case Western, and right by campus was one of the most probably famous, you know, bars slash underage bars in Cleveland throughout <laughs> most of probably, I would say, the 80s and 90s, and maybe even before that. I don't know. And it also was made famous by what was that Light of Day movie? That's right. yeah. um, Michael J. Fox, Joan Joe Jett. Jett. But uh, so you you worked at the Euclid Tavern throughout most of your college. Yeah. And because um, I know for Shane and Mike and I, mm-hmm. I mean, like every Tuesday night for a couple of years, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's where we could be found drinking, you know, like dollar pitchers and nickel wings or whatever it had. So what, what was what was that experience like? I mean, one of our previous guests, Ed Trebitz, also had worked there. I worked with Eddie. So yeah, so tell us a little bit about Eddie the and I have, Eddie and I have great great, great history. <laughs> I played for Eddie when I went to Case. I I wanted to give college football a try. I played at Euclid and I was pretty good. I wasn't great, but I was pretty good. Um, Hall so of I, Fam- isn't he Hall of Famer at Travis? So, at Case, Eddie's, I think that is. Yeah, Eddie's yeah. incredible. Eddie's incredible. So Eddie stayed in his graduate year and coached for a year. So he was my position coach my freshman year. That's when I met Eddie. But then. I didn't play after my freshman year, and I don't think he coached after that year either. I think he only did it for a year. But then we worked at the Eagle Tavern together for the, the next three years of my college experience. I mean, I'm sure we probably – Yeah, I was – We were there on wing nights. And the funniest was, like, you had – you know, they had the – I think – were they dollar pitchers or whatever? But they weren't even yeah. pitchers. They were just, like, empty, like, orange juice bottles they or, were. like, anything that could hold liquid. Like, right. that's you could pay yep. a dollar for. Yeah. Yeah, so – um the orange juice containers will start there. So at the end of the night, you know, we were, it was a pretty relaxed work environment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's when I started. That's when, that was the first time that I learned to do shots of vodka straight. We used to drink tons of Finlandia while we worked there. Oh. Finlandia is good. Finlandia is good. It's, it's sneaky. If you do the blind taste test, it's hard to tell. you'd like it. No, it's good. It's also, good. it's good as a sanitizer for the, for also the, the orange juice cartons. Also good. <laughs> You're also serving good. beer. Um, so, yeah, pretty relaxed work environment. And then sometimes late night um, after cleaning up, somebody might be a little bit more out of control than the rest of the crowd, and they might get a hold of one of those orange juice bottles and throw it down towards the downstairs bathroom, right? It was all brick walls down there. It would just shatter, right? Like it was a fireworks show. Well, once one bottle's broken, I mean, the cleanup's basically the same. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same area that you have to sweep up. So then the bottles would just start flying, and our boss would be screaming at us, because, you know, you, you need those orange juice bottles. We didn't have pitchers. It, it was amazing how like how crowded those places that would get on Tuesday nights, like back bar or oh, whatever. Gosh, I mean, yeah. and the, the amount of just sweat and just, like, yeah. human heat yeah. coming yeah. off that place. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. So I started there in the kitchen, um, worked for, you know, really fun people. It was a really great crowd I was working with. And um, the beginning of my sophomore year of college, I went to my boss and I was like, like, when do I get to bartend? He was like, oh, as soon as you're 21. I was like, oh my God, 
That's yeah. next Tuesday. <laughs> so I went back to my fraternity and I told everybody, I'm like, hey, it's my 21st birthday party next Tuesday at the Yuka Tavern, nice. right? Like, and I, you know, I'm like 19 at the time. So we had like a huge bash. It was like an amazing 21st birthday party. And I got to start bartending next week. <laughs> they, just, they just went on the honor system whether you were told. Oh, yeah. Nobody was checking my ID. Who, so who owned that bar? Was it, uh, what was their name? Um, I mean, there were a collection of guys okay. at the end that owned it together. Um, you know, they didn't have like a great ending. The gotcha. bar, when the bar closed, it was closing forever, and there was like some legal trouble. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't a great ending because it eventually. But then Peabody's no, they turned into the like the Happy people. Dog, Happy or Dog, right? Yeah, yeah, Happy Dog bought it for a little bit. Now, is that building even? Is it still a bar now? Or? I mean, Happy Dog was there just a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I think yeah. they're closed, but. I would guess that that building's going to get knocked down. There's so much development around there with yeah. Case and the Uptown Project and stuff like that. Like that property shouldn't stay the way that it is. Because even for, um, I don't remember like the cops really even caring about. I mean, because it was notorious. Like if you could, you didn't, you could get in with whatever you, you know, yeah. whatever library card basically could get you in there. And but I don't remember it really ever being an issue with you know, cops cracking down on. Oh, anything. No, I mean, it was, I mean, it just it was kinda... a complete safe haven. It was like an embassy. I'll tell you this. There was one time when um, all the employees were alerted to clean things up really quickly, and the cops showed up about 10 minutes later. So I don't, oh, know, really? how, I don't know how that happened. But somehow we got a warning yeah. that, that they were coming, and things looked great when they got there. Yeah. I believe yeah. Quinn got Quinn used to get similar <laughs> similar heads up. Did you the, ever go to Quinn's in the Heights? Like the oh, bar yeah, Quinn's. Yeah. It was like, was the, like where the Carroll kids would go yeah. to. You know, there was one on One Eighty Fifth too, wasn't there? Briefly, yeah, yeah. Quinn's too. Matt, yeah, Matt had a couple different bars around town. Yeah, but um, Quinn's was it was like the Euclid Tavern, but the Euclid Tavern was just you get people from everywhere. You know, I mean, I remember in high school driving down there from like. Kirtland, Menor, you know, Concord area, going down there till two in the morning, going back, you know, having to work, get up for work at like seven in the morning next day. And like Wednesday, yeah. Wednesdays were tough. Oh yeah. Oh, Wednesdays yeah. were tough. My, the, on the way home one Wednesday, I think I was in college and cause we'd go there in high school too, you know, yeah. like senior year in high school, you'd go hang out at the Eco Tavern on Tuesday nights. And I was, I got up, I stayed at my buddy Dom's house, got up driving to work. I had, had purchased my grandmother's 1986 Buick Skylark. That was my car, but but she she was like <laughs> you know spent time. most of the time in Florida. So at that point it was probably 10 years old, but it only had like 18,000 miles on it. You know what I mean? So I'm driving from Dom's to try to get to work in time, and I was running late. And my dad was gonna be pissed if I was late, and I'm going faster than I should. And I get to like basically the bottom of the hill where Lakeland is, but the road used to be different there. And I was at a stop sign. I'm waiting for another car to pass, and then before I get a chance to go, like this black smoke just started billowing out of the whole car, like it, like the whole engine block cracked. And I'm already late, and then I got like go into like someone's house because I didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, and like call my dad. He's like, "Where the hell are you?" And like, uh, Grandma's car's like basically on fire right now, and the bottom of Kirtland Hill. Can you come get me? And we had it towed, and they're like, "You should just basically scrap this thing." <laughs> That's, that's yeah. I drove a 1985 uh, navy blue celebrity station wagon all through high school. <laughs> that was, but that, that's probably a good time though. With like you cart a bunch of your buddies around. Oh yeah, well, yeah. It was the the shagging wagon or whatever it was. It was, had the rear facing seats in the back. You know, wow. <laughs> you could look out the back. Yeah, the way way back. 
Yeah. You're giving off like a family vibe to the yeah. chicks. Yeah, hey. just just real responsible. <laughs> yeah. But I can remember the first thing. Finally, I did. a good guy. We we bought it for like six hundred dollars, and uh, it had a uh, Spider-Man hood ornament. That I, took <laughs> I put it on the front of the front of the hood, and then uh, the very first thing I could do, I got like got to upgrade the speakers in this right, thing. I, I got to put a system in. Them. Not not brakes. No. <laughs> not brake lines. Not an oil change. Yeah. Don't save money for gas. Let's get the Pioneer Radio in here with a de- detachable face so that I can uh, really, you know, really cruise the street. What was your What was your first car that you could remember, Eric? Um, I was always we we didn't have a lot of money. I was always sharing with my parents, so you know, like whatever they had, that's the car I would use at night. I will say that in high school, um, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, uh, she was driving a Valari. What's a Valari? So- I don't even oh, know. No. Oh, it's one of the best Albanian cars you'll ever. You'll <laughs> it's ever. a Plymouth. Plymouth Volare. There's a song. I don't. Yeah, I'm not Volare. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that old like crooner kind it's of same, synopsis. Yeah. Song. Yeah. I didn't know That's the, the car. I've never heard of that. I'll have to look yeah. that up. Yeah. It's not great. Um, but like she dislocated her elbow one year, so like for a whole year I just drove the Volare. <laughs> you know, she couldn't drive. What, co- what color was it? Gray. Okay. Gray matte, matte gray. gray. Yes, that's coming back. Though. Primer, it is, it primer is. gray. <laughs> at, this, at this particular time yeah. in history, it was not popular. No. Oh my god, it was a good card. Speaking of history, I did. I don't know if you want to speak of it too. I did happen to be lucky enough over Christmas, I think, to get a glimpse of your senior picture because we were kind of going back in the way back. Could you explain like your your outfit choice and your hairstyle choice at that point? Like, <laughs> For the, for the listeners that don't see this, Eric's like he's gone clean, bald, similar. Like Shane kind of dabbles back and forth from a little bit of hair to not. But Shane's hanging on, hanging on. But a this bit. this picture that I but this straight picture that I saw Shane. was, uh, I mean, it was something. It was like something to behold. And if well, you could you, just kind of walk us through, did you start losing it back then, or was it? The, no, I had hair in high school. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Was it the? Did you clean the cube? Was it combed um, over? It was um, very spiky. <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, it was very spiky. It was like Zach Morris, but spiky. Okay. That's was it was it all natural color? or Were there like highlights in there? No, too? no, come on. I couldn't tell. I mean, that, no, that was stop, my color. That was my color. It was when I saw I the picture. It was it was so much to take in at one point. Like I still had so many questions. I was born with red hair, and then it went away. It changed to blonde when I was like three. Thank God. And then I had no no offense to the gingers, but um, <laughs> that wouldn't have been a good look for me. So the blonde hair was good. Um, it didn't. None of my kids got blonde. Hair, I mean, red hair, so maybe I'm not a redhead. I don't know how that works. That is weird. But in high school, I see that picture and I'm like, my sister was only a few years older than me and she was around. And then I have another older sister who was around, and obviously my mom, and I had a girlfriend, and nobody intervened. <laughs> you let this like happen. How, I was going to get my senior picture taken. What did they just like left me off on my own? You know what I mean? And like, I remember specifically somebody said, like, don't touch your face. Like, whatever they tell you to do in these pictures, don't get caught touching your face. And then I did it. There's one of those. There's like a tree. I'm like leaning against a tree while I'm touching my face. Well, it was like the turtleneck. The one, it, was like, like a, a it was like a mock turtleneck with like a one of those V-neck. Like, um, it was a cardigan. It was like, a, I guess it was a cardigan. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to but then I think you had like the, the gold chain over to sh- top the turtleneck. And there was a gold chain. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's, yeah. here's what's crazy. I never wore a gold chain. <laughs> Ever. 
ever, ever. And they never do. I don't wear jewelry. I don't even wear a watch. And why, why? So I have a gold chain on in my senior picture. It's so odd. It's so strange. Oh Hashtag, Hashtag blessed. I'm like, That's... how does nobody intervene on my behalf and just be like, hey, man, don't do that. But so when you got the senior pictures back and you saw them, like, were you like, this is what I was going for and I nailed it? Or like, this was, I made a mistake here. Um... I mean, the whole thing, I don't like having my picture taken, so the whole thing was probably just a horrible experience. I'm sure I didn't like those from the beginning. So yeah, Jim sees it now because my kids have like their home screen on yep. their phone is my picture from high school. So I see it constantly oh, around God, the that's house. That's amazing. And like Eric's one son, Lucci, who I know the best just because he's Howie's age, he's a character. I, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So it doesn't surprise me at all that he would find ways to you know send little digs dad's way yeah you know which he's he's pretty good at his most recent um i have a we have the same color phone and a very similar case so i put like the apple sticker on the back of mine just so i would know it was mine so then he did that and then he changed his home screen to match my home screen so i mean our phones are like indiscernible indiscernible unless you try to unlock it that's his new thing that's that's a good kid right yeah yeah that would be bad for me i mean there's I need to like wipe my memory clean every day. I think sometimes there's some stuff. Picked up Jim's phone. Why is your browser history always empty? <laughs> Just no reason for new knowledge. That's Daddy, all. Daddy, are they hurting that girl? <laughs> well, some girls like that. <laughs> the uh, uh, senior picture to reel it back in. I I remember. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I I ended up in like a field of wheat. Oh. <laughs> Like That's blowing back and forth, and I'm just with both hands in my pockets. I, I don't know if I was going for like a sojourner look. Um, you know, I've, I've never farmed. Right. Don't, because <laughs> I mean, you grew up around so much wheat. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I don't know what, what we were going for there, but yeah, I did that one. I took a I took a picture with my my like thirteen year old wiener dog. <laughs> Don't know why. I remember mine like my mom found this lady. Like all of our friends were going to these other places and men are that were like reputable, like like where the where the girls would all go just because like it was more expensive, but like they did like professional type yeah. pictures. My mom somehow finds found somebody that was like supposedly professional, but like it was way cheaper, like significantly cheaper. Like they, they would have been like raised the you know the thing. Like why is this so cheap? Hey, there wasn't Angie's list back then, you know. So there, yeah. there was some, and it was like right after wrestling season, or some picture where I like I had shorts on. They're just like normal short, like khaki shorts, but it just and then I had socks, like white socks, like up to my like calf length, calf yeah, length, yeah, and, and, and like hiking boots. And, and then is, like a you know just a, a stupid shirt and I'm sitting laying you're I'm laying like kind on of the laying ground. looks like it's like George Costanza <laughs> when he's like sounds like it when he's got like the yeah. the bear they're like the who's the one um, Burt Reynolds when he was like yeah. on the bear skin <laughs> right. right but like this photographer who did bare bones service like some of them I think they maybe would airbrush some things to make them look a little nicer. This lady didn't. And there was just like a gigantic like ringworm spot like right on my leg from wrestling. It was like clear as day. Like you look at the pictures, first thing he's like, what the fuck's on his leg? Like, oh that's ringworm. And, I was like, and that was one of my senior pictures. Is that your scrotum? <laughs> I, I, I wish. I wish that was. I think, one of my, I think one of my pictures I had white jeans on. <laughs> I never wore white jeans other than for those pictures. Oh my God. With like a green and red like striped shirt like sideways and i'm pretty sure i was leaning on a ladder it's like a, 
It's like, a, like an old wooden step ladder. Yeah. No, like I think it might even been a white ladder. Like it, oh, it, no. it did not. It's sort of like oh, a, a no. disco Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, but like you bought those white pants for the picture, I'm right? Sure my mom bought those white. I pants guarantee for the you, I bought my entire outfit for that picture. There's no way I own those clothes, right? right? I never dress like that. Yeah, I bet I never wore those white jeans ever again. Ever again. Yeah, for sure. Especially especially after Labor Day. <laughs> of course, I was. I know that rule. A friend of mine took me to a country club here in town, and after we finished our round, um, another guy I knew came walking in, dressed head to toe in all white, and I was like, oh my god, is this what you do on the weekends? Like, this is your other life? You have white pants? And a white belt? Yeah. You uh, Yeah, I don't know how you pull that off. He did not. Yeah, he didn't. Like, it, it, you it, have to be Puff not. Daddy to pull yeah. that off. Or one of the backup dancers for... What's her name at the Super Bowl? Rihanna. 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 Yeah. Riri. 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 Yeah. I saw a good video where they they take out her music and it's like Muppet music and it matches like perfectly. Did you see that? Eric? Yeah. Well, I saw an Oompa Loompa one. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Yeah, that would work too. Oh. Those are pretty good. It was a disappointing halftime show. I thought, in general, I just I was just worried. I was just worried for her safety. I mean, she's she's, she's in her pregnant. second trimester. She's seventy five yards up in the air. I was yeah, concerned. Say, I was kind of hoping she was going to bring some people out with her. I think I like that. Five. I think that's a better way to set up it, wouldn't it? Just kind of like a compilation of yeah. you know, huge stars. I mean, it's probably like Dr. the biggest, Dre, the biggest Eminem. stage. Oh, that that was a great show. That was a great yeah. show, right? Not they even brought, my they like scene, guys. but that was great. Yeah, yeah. She should have brought some people out. I She's agree. got a bunch of good collaborations. Yep. Well, speaking of uh, people being pregnant, isn't Eric's last number oh, yeah. here on the list? Yeah, the number one thing he's very that good at. He was good at was making babies. Um, was the number one thing like, I know things about. He, um, I mean, you've done well at it. I've you've been well, you've I've been successful. It. I've crushed it. Are you just saying like like uh, batting percentage wise, like one shot, one kill, or is it? I'm saying. Is like, there a position um, that you'd like to recommend? Or? <laughs> Um, I think that anybody struggling out there. I think that some people, you know, unfortunately, like struggle to get pregnant, and I feel for those people and that kind of thing. And I think some people are, have like a rabbit-like relationship, <laughs> and you don't know, you don't know until you find out, right? Yeah. You know. So we really only thought about the first kid, and then the other ones just kept rolling in. Yeah, they were really rolling in. And then when we got to the fourth one, I remember because we specifically talked about. We were going to wait. We're like, well, three's good. Maybe we'll have four, but whatever we're going to do, we're going to wait like a year. And like a week later, my wife calls me at my office. And this was back when we like worked in offices and she's on speakerphone. And she's like, I think I might be pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, I go, hey, I go, honestly, I go, honestly, like today has been such a crazy day. Like if you're calling to fuck with me, like today is not the day to do it. <laughs> and over my speaker, loudspeaker in my office, she goes, I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> I picked up the phone room. I was like, oh, come on, baby. We were going to do this anyways. We knew we were going to have four. It's going to be fine. Come on. Right, we planned it. It's so, just how we yeah. planned it. What's the what's the final tally for the canteen? Four, four kids, four yeah, kids. That's a lot. So two at Ohio State, right? And then two at Ohio two State. Two at Kirtland still. Yep. Yep. I went two for two on getting kids into Ohio State. And you uh, said you had older daughters, and then you have a. I have a I have a son who's a junior at okay. Ohio State, a daughter who's a freshman. Okay. And then two other boys. Oh, it's a lot, man. It's a young man's game. It That's all I can say is, and there was no better birth control for Melissa and I than uh, than having three boys in a row, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and she actually wanted to keep trying, and um, 
uh, uh, for a girl uh, to be the last one, and then you, you, and we we talked about it. You just can't risk having a fourth boy. (laughs) (laughs) We we can't take that chance. Yeah, the games do not outweigh the risks. <laughs> right, so, right, and your odds don't get better. It's still fifty-fifty. Still a coin Every flip. Time it's a at, coin flip. At the dinner table today, one of the kids got out their airsoft gun, cocked it back, and shot a pellet within six inches of Melissa's head, right across the dinner table. <laughs> She's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, I feel bad for her. She's outnumbered and oh yeah, outmanned for yeah, sure. So many ways. We did get a, a female German Shepherd though. So they can commiserate together. Do you want a female Bernese Mountain Dog? Because I'm <laughs> no. giving that away right now. No. And poor Lauren, you know she's uh, um, you know she's in college now, but she she kind of balances things out and provides a little bit of sanity, sanity and normalcy. But she's uh, much older than the other kids, so um, yeah, she's Melissa's just hating life right now. <laughs> hating life. Well, how about this morning? <clears throat> I woke up. Vanessa, a terrible bout of vertigo. Like she gets this. Maybe two or three times a year where she'll wake up one morning and like can't get out of bed. When she's drinking. Well, it's when she's not drinking that it happens. <laughs> um, so, you know, I kind of was making sure the kids get it on their way and I can take Jane to um, daycare. And I get Cleo, our dog, who I absolutely hate. And <laughs> On record. <laughs> on record. I will stand to behind that, yeah. Um, I take her out, goes to the bathroom pees and i'm like all right i really need you to go poop because i'm leaving and vanessa can't really take care of you during the day walk around the yard for like 10 minutes does she speak english (laughs) (laughs) who vanessa (laughs) i don't know what she speaks but whatever language she speaks like we don't communicate Uh, okay so eat your socks got it (laughs) so oh yeah she eats socks and underwear and then is a problem so i'm outside with her for 10 minutes like she pees no poop i'm like all right well i gotta go to work go inside make a quick lunch for Jane. In like two seconds after we get inside, she sprints downstairs. That's her like go-to spot to oh, take yeah. a shit. Oh, and like, Me too. I just had her out for 10 minutes. And within like three seconds of coming inside, like now she has to shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no! And I'm like running downstairs. <laughs> and she's like the far end of the basement and she hears me and she's freaked out at me because she's scared to death of me because I just yell at her all the time. <laughs> and like she's run shitting. Like she's oh. inside, just like run shitting, like boop, 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 oh. dropping pellets. I'm like, no! <laughs> So, yeah, like, this dog has been the, the death of me, man. Well, I was talking to Jim over the weekend, and he was telling me about some of the places he's been taking it for walks lately. <laughs> and they're very dangerous, like... Dog dangerous. Precarious situation <laughs> where he, she could, she could quote-unquote, accidentally fall off a cliff at any point. The crocodile park. I have a, I have a feeling. The crocodile park. <laughs> I have a feeling she's not coming back from one of these walks. <laughs> I'm gonna take Cleo down to Florida, do an alligator park. She's, she just—I can tell she wants to go. Jim would just smile quietly as she gets ripped apart in an alligator. Oh, death no, oh no! No! I'll make sure not tell Vanessa oh. not to listen. To yeah. This is terrible. She knows, like. She know, like I can't say negative things about dog anymore because Vanessa's like she's had it with me when like just complaining about it. Oh. And unfortunately, our little girl Jane, who's definitely afraid of dogs, since we got Cleo, now she like loves dogs, loves us. You know, the other kids could just be like, whatever, get rid of it. But now it's like our little girl who loves this thing. I'm like, oh god, all I want to do is get rid of this dog, but then I can't like break her heart and her ability to like what what helped her like dogs. But that's that's the own cross I have to bear. Yeah. You know, 
we have a dog we have three dogs and one of them is less than desirable to like a <laughs> chihuahua mix they're not they're not smart they're re- they really really struggle with the english language <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Mexican, i saw the tiktok just, they should I, have like rosetta stone for dog you just oh, put like yeah. headphones on them and like <laughs> don't crap on the floor <laughs> it sounds like don't crap on the floor <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, I, have we reached that point in the show for five questions? Oh, I thought you were going to say to end the show. <laughs> oh no, well, we, we got, got five, five questions. questions, Shane. Come All on. right, five Come questions. On. All right, come on. All right, uh, rapid fire. This is the part of the show we do five questions. I'll, I'll read them. Uh, we're going to answer them for you, and at the end, you can tell us uh, whether or not we got them right. Okay. Um, what do we think would be Eric's favorite hockey movie? Shane's going to struggle with this. But he might have one in the coffer there. Slapshot? That's the only one I know. That's a great guess. Actually, that was going to be my guess. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but there's I, a there's the funny ones. There's inspirational ones. There's, oh, I know there's other of, ones, too. If you're going to guess three different ones, you're probably going to get it. There aren't that many. Yeah, there can only be maybe five or six. I'm, the only one that comes to mind, and it's kind of a pseudo-hockey movie, maybe, is Blades of Glory. Would that be considered hockey? Oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's figure skating, but... Uh, but wasn't one boy, of the guys good. like a hockey player? Uh, and then he had to get into figure no, skating? No, you're, you're thinking of uh, The Cutting Edge, where oh. that guy was a hockey player, then he gets into the figure skating game. We that's had to probably. Topic. <laughs> Topic. Topic, yeah, bingo. Uh, we had to watch movie. that in high school for like commitment class. That's a good movie. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good movie, inspirational. Mm-hmm. And the girl in that is good love story. absolute yeah. smoke show. Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. Look that up, Shane. Um, gosh, I, I, you took Slapshot. I mean, Goon is a good one. Um, Blades of Glory. Not hockey, but figure skating. Um, I w- uh, miracle. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Miracle. Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Like, young Blood. Young Blood is young so Blood's good. I didn't even think about that. Gratuitous boob scene in that too. It's like the Bull Durham of hockey. Oh, she's off to watch. You're gonna, Durham. You're gonna get blown away by who is in this movie, <laughs> starring Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, and Patrick Swayze. And I would agree. I can't believe I didn't think of this. That is an Excellent hockey. Was movie. it before or after Outsiders? Right after, probably close. Similar I mean, definitely similar, after, similar but yeah, not much later. I mean, he's young. That is such a good movie. I'm going to go watch I don't that. Think, I don't think I've seen that one. I'll have to check it out. Oh, really good. What was her name? They would go and have tea with Mrs. Mrs. Uh, yeah, they would. All the hockey spoiler, players that came over to alert. the minor leagues would go and have tea. Uh, they she was the. She was the uh, the team she had a house that the they, landlady she had a house of the house that they, yeah, that they oh, rented rooms from. Mrs. Yeah, I don't know, and you'd Mrs. Go, McGee I, or something. Yeah, so like if you'd have tea with Mrs. McGee, like that was <laughs> yeah. a big deal. And that was she would she would bring them tea with a lump of sugar, and then the, the, they'd close the door and they'd all be listening. And the, <laughs> yeah, um, all right, yeah, that's a good well, Youngblood for sure. Would, so would you say Youngblood was your favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's a it's a good one. I'll check it out. Um. You guys will add sound effects later. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, all right. I'm guessing that Eric will know this. Um, and are you watching Shorzy on Hulu, by the I'm way? Not. You've got to. It's a great, great male senior league hockey yeah. situation. Don't have Hulu? That, that's one of the streamings oh, I gosh. don't have. It's really good. I think I'm, I have every other streaming service available oh hulu is so good it's called shorzy and it stars the guys that uh are in letter kenny it's a spinoff of the show letter kenny and uh 
it's a really good hockey show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see clips on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, they have, yeah. They have a bunch of good scenes. Yeah, and really I good. There was an episode where somebody's girlfriend came to watch a game. Yeah, that was a big problem. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of clips from that. Yeah, and the names of the players are in, uh, are insanely like French, uh, like Montreal, <laughs> Quebec, and like all that stuff. But then like. Uh, the skate. I think one of my favorite things about it is that the skating is really good. Like most of the guys were like um, they must former, have like like you know, I don't know if they were in the show or anything like that, but really good show. Anywho, um, I picked up a lot of slang. Um, so can you translate or describe what this what this means? Wheel snipe selly. Wheel snipe selly. Usually it's. You're not allowed to answer. Yet. I'm sorry. We'll go right. to Shane and Jim. For- I'm assuming this is. Has some sort of hockey reference. Hockey. Wheel snipe selly. Wheel snipe selly. I think that means like spin really quick, kind of do a slap shot into the bottom left corner of the net. And? And score a touchdown. You're really close. (laughs) You're really close. Uh, So can you guess what selly would stand for, Shane? We'll we'll keep it. In the, the cellar, like the bottom of the net? Um, Eric, you want to finish this for him? Will Snipe Selly? Celebration? Yeah, celebration. Uh, yeah. So the the term I hear more often is dangle, snipe, and selly. Okay. Right? Yeah. So dangle's like you're making a move on the guy where basically he's going to go the wrong way because you've got such good hands, right? So you juke him, you deke him, right? That's your dangle. He goes the wrong way. Then you snipe like a sniper. That could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be like okay. Yeah. I was thinking Sally is like really cel- Sally yeah. is your celebration. Right? Yeah, so you see a guy Sally. like make somebody look stupid, make the goalie look stupid, and then do some cool celebration where he like throws his glove up in the air and pretends to shoot with a stick. <laughs> they do that, yeah, they do that with a stick now. I mean, or he rides a stick like it's a broom. You know, I just good. dumb shit like that. I yeah, my I the hockey celebration. I just like is always like the knee down lunge and just like yeah, the yeah, fist pump. pump they it. Do, they yeah. do it great. I love it when uh, I. Coach little kids, and we do like shootouts at the end of practice. They have to do. We, you have to do a selly. You have to because you're not allowed. To, I mean, I'm not going to let you do it in a game. Right? Right. These ridiculous things. So yeah, then you got to do it in practice. <laughs> I'd like to see what some of those kids come up with. But the, the glove and shooting it—that's that's great. One uh, guy threw his glove down, turned his stick over him like it was a walking stick, like he was blind. <laughs> so he's like walking around looking for his glove on the ice. Hilarious, man! <laughs> to see like an eight-year-old coming up with that. It's amazing. Wow, that's good. <laughs> that is good. Um, all right, back to kind of baby making. What? So the number 69 comes across as the, the sexiest number, but I feel like it's gotten a little bit more press than some other numbers could. What is a what is another number that could be sexy like 69? Hmm. I know that like for um, you know, later on in my life, my wife and I are lucky if we 96, like if our backs touch <laughs> in bed, then that, that was like, whoa, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Most of what we do could be, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's more of like an 11. French fries. Well, that's, French a, fries. that's a great example. Let's keep it straight. Let's keep it straight. I'll start. I feel like 88 could <laughs> be like something. I don't know. Like, but like a moon landing, a butt to butt situation what about 33 like you that could be like almost a spoon now we're talking sure yeah i think that that if it got a little bit more maybe the you're into marketing right like if if we could really market that better maybe we could get i feel like 33 might be like a good like a good lesbian like handle you know let's scissor later 
It could be, but it's still like you'd be you need to be facing each other to do like proper a proper scissor. E. Yeah, I guess so. Be like a three cubed. E I don't three. even. You can have like a seventy-seven where instead of. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love this. A seventy-seven. Go on. Go on. Yeah, we're just you know one person's bent over and that person's bent over on top. Of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. The seven are seven on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like seven plus seven or minus seven or something. I guess it depends on who's getting the plus and who's getting the minus. Yeah. When right. you said that, I immediately flipped one of the sevens over in my head. So I was trying to figure out. <laughs> well, and I it was, was just a skinnier version of sixty-nine. When yeah, I was writing this, down, when I was writing this down, I thought eighteen and the same thing, but it would just be the one would have to be diagonal. It's more like a negative eight would get my motor running. I mean, like a ten, like a ten, but the 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 one's got to go into the zero. <laughs> Yeah, we, we know how it There's works. options. There's <laughs> yeah, options. I don't know. Is there a certain number that you were thinking about other than the 70? No, you didn't. You, you were saying 11 is kind of your staple. That's the, yeah, that's just that's, the what we're do, that's what we're doing on weeknights. <laughs> um, my brother in law's got a terrible joke about 68. That's where it's my turn, and I'll get you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I, I'm glad we came up with that one. That was good. Um, this one's a, a, probably not as fun, but um, the lead pipe lock to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I I couldn't even begin no idea. To guess. It's always the team whose goalie gets really hot yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, true. I mean, it's almost never something else. <laughs> yeah, it's always a really really hot goalie having true. the having the performance of a lifetime. That's how you win a Stanley Cup. I do find that um, the team acronyms like for the NFL Pitt. Cleveland, CLE, Cincinnati, CIN. Um, CBJ always gets my motor running. CBJ. You know, Columbus blowjob. Some sort of blowjob. I wouldn't yeah. even be able to guess because I don't follow hockey at all, so I couldn't even tell you like what team is good. Is Tampa, Tampa, Tampa got a chance? Uh, they, they have a pretty good record, but they've, they're they on a little bit of a slide. The Leafs seem a little bit overrated. Um, I don't know. I think it, it could be interesting this year. Like, I... Uh, I thought I heard recently, although this was from an, an eighth grader, that the Blue Jackets had locked up last place. Yeah. Or they're, yeah. they're, in comp- they're in competition for last place. Last place is a really big deal this year. Really big deal. Oh, the next big star's on his way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like the oh, next really? Connor McDavid. The next Connor McDavid, the next Sid Crosby is in this draft. Everybody wants the first pick. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Don't screw it up. Don't screw it up, Columbus. All right. Um, there's a couple uh, uh, Shorzy is good for this because Shorzy's like there's a few like that come to mind like the um, submarine you know you're gonna go high on a guy he goes low and takes your legs out the knee to knee is an all time like cheap shot in hockey that's a that's a big no no um, slashing slashing the old the old wheel and slash where you get a guy like right across the thighs the old stick to like the upper row teeth like what's the uh, what's the dirtiest move in hockey so I don't know if it's the dirtiest move but it's definitely the douchiest move <laughs> yeah, let's and, and I will call you a douche <laughs> if you do this it's like where something happens and you're the you know the guy that it happens to is behind the play and so while he's catching up to the play he takes somebody out from behind like slew foots you know what I mean? Both yeah. stick against the back of both feet, and you just fall backwards, like getting shot in the back of the head or something like that. That's super douchey. That's what happened to Patrick Swayze. You just hit the plot line of Youngblood. Slew, oh. The old slew foot. Teaser. <laughs> yeah, teaser. teaser. Wow. Let's yeah, that one. I'm, if you do that, I'm like, ah, oh, douche. That, but Come people on. are doing that? I thought that was just... Uh, no. What, extremely what's the guy's name? rare. Rasky. 
extremely rare, but I mean, they're not doing any of the other things you see. <laughs> I, mean, <either. laughs> I mean, is that illegal? Like, you'll get kicked out of oh, the game for that? Yeah, or, like, yeah. at least penalty box? You get a penalty box. You get a penalty. Is there anything you could... And you what what would you have to do in hockey to actually, like, just get ejected from the game? Like, a real game? Yeah. Like, high school or college or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Any, any fight. Okay. Any punch. And what about the NHL? Like, I mean, they obviously fight there, but like, is there anything you can do in the NHL to just get, like, you're gone? Uh, it's uh, launching now. You're not allowed to launch to the head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. before, if guy was coming across ice and you, you <clears throat> were going to check him... Um, like everything was free game, but they've cleaned it up recently where, you know, guys were like literally jumping off their skates in the air, putting shoulders into guys' gotcha. domes. Just but more stuff with game like misconduct. Yeah, now they, they call it. Up, yeah. The worst injury is the in hockey is the penalties boarding, but that means that the guy's like, you know, in, in the worst way, he's like three feet from the boards and you're coming full speed and you're not making a play for the puck. You're just putting that guy into the boards that happen to be like three feet away. His head's going to hit the board. His head's going to hit the corner of the boards. Those are the worst yeah. hits. That's yeah. when people get really hurt. So that's a big penalty. Usually it's like two and a ten or something like that. Like you're going to you're going to miss a bunch of hockey. Yeah. When you do that, how are so we've seen wrestling parents? Well, I guess question oh number God. six: wrestling parents, you, you football parents, wrestling parents. You've seen dance parents. You've seen cross country parents. And they're all just the worst kind of human beings. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. They're not. But hockey parents, I've seen like some internet like brawls in the stands with hockey parents. Yeah. They're not messing around. Moms, yeah, yeah. hockey moms. Would yeah. you put a hockey mom would kick the shit out of a soccer mom, right? I would assume so. Yeah. I would assume well, so. No. Apples, apples to apples. You're in pound for pound? Yeah. yeah. Hockey mom's going to beat up a soccer Oof. mom, I would Oof. think. I think so, too. Hockey parents are really out of control, but the thing is the they're behind the glass and nobody on the ice can hear anything they're saying. Yeah. There's stuff sure. in the stands. That's between the people in the stands. You literally can't hear any of that when you're on the ice. Right. We can barely hear the coaches. So yeah. they're going crazy, but it does it doesn't change anything in hockey. Man. Well, what a great show, Eric. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for joining us tonight. Hope you enjoyed it and had fun hanging out with us. I don't know how your listeners would do this, but if you could somehow indicate that this episode was better than Scott Runyon's episode, <laughs> that would mean a lot to me. That's episode I'll put 31. Right, I'll put it right in the notes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank better you. Than, we'll write uh, that down. Better make than sure that, that you put that on the Facebook and Twitter feeds too, Shane, just so we can at least keep track. I mean, Who's there's better? no doubt in my mind it's going to just blow that out of the water. Yeah, I would think so. But you're not just saying that. Come on. No, I'm... This is some of the stuff that, it's embarrassing. that we've covered tonight is, you know... New and earth-shattering stuff. All right, Mike. Thanks, guys. You going to play us out? Yeah, this is all grade A stuff. Um, yeah, let me get down to my damn song. You guys always catch me off uh, off guard. Here. Well, you can just. This is where this is where Shane's editing comes Clean in. Clean it up, Shane.